Join Hans and Scotty Friday, October 18th. From noon to 3, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Time now to welcome in Riley Jensen, our college football insider. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Riley, good morning. Good morning, fellas. What's going on? Well, we're confused. That's not surprising. Don't be, no one's don't be confused. Okay. You can spell it out for us. You can jump in with whatever game you want. Um, I don't think any of the point spreads Vegas provided for any of the teams were really close to what I would have provided. And so I'm curious. I thought BYU uh, would be an underdog, and they are at five and a half. But the way they've been having teams run the ball on them and Boise State undefeated, I thought that could have been a 10-point spread easy. The Utes, I thought, were going to be about a 7-point spread, but it ends up starting at 12 and a half and then getting bet up to 13 and a half. And your Aggies, 22-point favorites. I thought a couple touchdowns, Nevada's 4-2. and two. They have been blown off the field twice. So uh, any of those surprise you? Jump in wherever you want. The game that uh, appeals to you most or stunned you the most? I think I think the Utah State one is the biggest surprise to me. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things that Vegas knows that I don't know. They know about injuries. They know about a lot of things that I somehow I don't seem to be privy to. But uh, And then I thought the Utah spread is a little bit, is a little bit high. But... Gosh, you know, after the way after the way Tyler Huntley's been playing, I mean, I I guess I guess it's not that surprising because I mean, this guy is taking care of the football. He's shredding defenses. He's playing authentically. Man, it's been it's been really fun for me to watch his progression under Andy Ludwig. I think it's been fantastic. Can and he, I'm a uh, little. I, I guess I'm surprised about all of the all. The, all of the spreads a little bit. I, I thought Boise's would be a little bit higher. Is there really, practically speaking, any way Huntley could play better? I mean, not really, guys. I mean, look, if if, if you would have told me that Huntley would be playing the best out of the three quarterbacks in the state this year, I, I probably would have been like, okay, well, what happens? I'd have lots of follow-up questions. There's no question he's playing the best football in the state. He's playing up there with the best players in the country, taking care of the football. I mean, I mean, this is like, this is kind of like the dreams of Kyle Whittingham, where a quarterback plays efficiently and doesn't throw interceptions, right? Yeah. Like this is like the best case scenario for Kyle. But I think there's two things that have happened. One thing that is really important to understand about Andy Ludwig is. He's very buttoned down in as far as where your eyes are supposed to be, who you're supposed to be reading, and and where you're supposed to throw the ball. And I I think that this is probably the first time that Tyler Huntley has felt this kind of confidence in an offensive coordinator where there's there's clear concepts and there's clear ideas about where he's supposed to go with the ball. And I think it's allowed him to play authentically, which to me means he runs the ball when he's supposed to run the ball. He throws it when he's supposed to throw it. And he's not fearful now about throwing the ball to the read because he knows he's making the right read. And if you miss the read, no big deal, right? But if, you, but if, you, if you're going to the right read all the time and you're accurate, you're going to have big games like he did on, on Saturday. 
So do you think he's making the receivers better? Are the receivers making themselves better and helping him out? And I'll, I'll go to one play in particular. I think if he throws that touchdown pass to Samson Nakua a year or two ago, and not just to Nakua, but to any Utah receiver, I'm not sure they make that play. He threw it. It was a little safer. It was outside. It required the guy to twist and go get it, but it kept it away from the defensive back. It's fourth down. It's a big play in the game. It's a touchdown. It's kind of a backbreaker there. And Nakua made the catch, and it was a good catch. In the past, would someone have made that catch for him, even if he threw the ball that well? Well, I, I think the wide receivers are going to too. I mean, if you're talking about Nakua from two years ago compared to now, I think I think he's he's a different maturity. And and you know, the other thing that starts to happen when the offense is is humming along efficiently is you feel like as a wide receiver, hey, if he's throwing to me, it's because I'm open. You know, and sometimes receivers can't see behind themselves. Generally, all receivers think they're wide open all the time, <laughs> but but the truth is is some of them know that they're not wide open all the time. They just want a chance to go make a play. But when when you when when you're talking about the play that you're talking about, Nakua knows that he's open. He knows that he's throwing it to a place where he's not going to get blown up. He catches the ball because he's like, I can dive here, and there's not going to be a problem. And I thought it was, I just, I. I am so I, – I, I'm not shocked. The word's not shocked because I've always thought Tyler Huntley had arm talent, and I always thought that he had um, really, really good feet. I just felt like he was always confused about when he was supposed to use his feet and when he was supposed to use his arm. And the clarity that Andy Ludwig has brought to him has just been phenomenal to watch. And it's really fun to watch Tyler Huntley become the quarterback that I think everybody thought he could be and that everybody hoped he could be because he was playing at an extremely high level. And then all of a sudden, the receivers are, are starting to look around going, dude, this guy's 11 for 11 in the first half. You know, they want to make plays for him because they know that he's going to get more and more opportunities to throw as he keeps succeeding like this. And then they're excited because they're like, gosh, let's do this. And then you bring Moss back into the equation, and he's making plays where he breaks the tackle at the line of scrimmage and runs 91 yards. I mean, I think Utah's tough to stop right now. I mean, if they keep playing at this level, and I know it's Oregon State, and I know that you know you can make a ton of excuses, but that's still a Pac-12 football team. That's still a college football team, and they're they're coming out, and it feels like Utah's doing what they're supposed to do in each game. So you really don't give Alabama or Clemson a chance against the Utes, do you? Well, honestly, when 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 you have a quarterback playing at this kind of level, if if they can win out. Uh, I mean, hopefully they get in the playoff. I think they'll, they'll give both of those teams all kinds of problems. Okay, you realize I was joking, though, Riley, don't you? No, he doesn't. I realize that's what? I was joking with that no. one? No. I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you, no. I totally realized you were joking, <laughs> okay. and I and I upped your joke and okay. said, okay, okay, okay. I think these guys actually could play with those teams. I'm not so, saying they wouldn't. that those teams wouldn't have a chance, but Oh, when you play know. efficient football the way Utah <laughs> is playing, and you, and you can run the ball the way Utah's running the ball, and you and you have the defense that they've always had, that, I mean that spells success in a championship type format. So yes, I knew you were joking, and I took your and I went with it. And Riley got his game face on this morning, against, didn't he? Instead of against it. That's hey. That's why well, we pay him the big money, man. Bring it, Riles. Bring it. <laughs> He's coaching high school. Playoffs are right around the corner. It's time to play ball, man. Not this a guy, kid. Geez, you got your fingers yeah. in the dirt right now, don't you? 
Hey, hey, no, well, I'll tell you what I'm. I'll tell you what I'm all geek face about is this stupid RPI, man. No wonder coaches in their, in their college football are freaking kicked off all the time. The RPI is a joke. <laughs> he's, a, he, he's a little honorary this morning. I like it personally. Oh, I am, dude. I, am. I like I'm serious, it, man. That, the high school RPI is the biggest joke of a system I've ever heard of. But anyway, we'll, we'll save that for another, like, one-off RPI, RPI podcast somewhere that I can rant about. There you go. So I'm looking at today's football, you know, and I can recall speaking to Robbie Bosco telling me on multiple occasions when he got to BYU, he thought, all right, see you two years from now. And it had nothing to do with the church mission. It was as far as getting out on the field to be a starting quarterback. And we look at SC, we look at ASU, the kid actually in Arizona is a freshman. He's played well, pushing Tate. Why do you think freshmen particularly first-year freshmen, are able to jump out on the field and have success when, in a bygone era, it wasn't even conceived that it would possibly happen. Mountain West Elite <laughs> Camp, that's the reason, isn't it, Riles? Mountain <laughs> yeah, yeah, West absolutely. Elite Camp, absolutely. am I right? Mountain West Elite, yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about that for a second. No, here's, what I, here's what I think. First of all, I think high school coaches are doing a better job of running what the colleges are running. Especially I mean, the they, offensive they, coordinator they, at Alta, am I right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That no, I'm not trying to give myself a pat on the back. I think that's true. Like all around the state of Utah, the teams that I see say playing see playing outside of the state of Utah, they're running major college concepts in high school. Then you throw in the fact that there is all of these camps and and, and like pylon seven on seven camps. Well, these kids are getting more reps than they've ever gotten before on being able to throw the ball around, understand where the moving parts are on the defense. And so they're just more college ready when they get there. And I think guys like Robbie Bosco and guys like Steve Young and, um, you know, you go down the list, all those guys were really, really good athletes. They just hadn't had enough reps when they were in high school of, of throwing the ball down the field. And once they got enough reps, they were ready to step in. And so – it is a different world, but I do think that there's still an adjustment, and I think part of the reason why freshmen are freshmen get to play a little bit more is some of these coaches are afraid they're going to leave, and they realize what kind of talent they are. But if, if you go down the list, and I'm talking about these freshman quarterbacks that are playing against Utah State, against BYU, and I mean, you look at Jaden Daniels, he's six of sixteen in the red zone with only one touchdown, right? You look at Hank Bachmeyer up at, at, at Boise State, he's a freshman. He's 8 of 27 in the red zone. And I don't know if Carson Strong's going to play or not for Nevada. He's kind of been in and out. But he's 11 for 27 in the red zone. So there's still there's adjustments. And if you look at Zach Wilson you know, at BYU and you look at his adjustment from freshman to this year and what his stats are in the red zone, there's still things that are still hard to do as a freshman. And so – when you're talking about college football, it's still an advantage to have a senior quarterback starting. It's still a huge deal that Tyler Huntley is, you know, has had all of these experiences and can have that behind him to win football games. So although these freshmen are playing at a high level and they're competing high level, high percentage of passes, there's still things that they have to learn, like how to throw the ball in the red zone, how to finish out a game when you're in your four-minute offense, how to run a two-minute offense and, and be successful. So there's when you when you look at these freshmen that are playing, they're playing really well within the context of the game, but there's certain situational parts of the game that they still struggle with. 
Riley Jensen joining us, our college football insider. And if you didn't know, he is the Alta High offensive coordinator, and he does run the Mountain West Elite Camp. So He's the Alta male. That's what he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Riley, never make that noise on the radio again, ever. Well, if you're the Alta male, you can. No. You, hey, you, really you know what's, what's the drop that Jake plays all the time? <laughs> you are. <laughs> Give him my uh, Jaden Daniels Cajon High line. Jaden Daniels, the way he's playing, the way he's leading game-winning drives at Michigan State, at home uh, against, uh, well, I guess also on the road at Cal, yeah. and then uh, at home this past week, uh, you know, to pull out another win against Washington State. He didn't go to Cajon High. He went to Cajonas High. He's an alpha male. There it is. <laughs> All right, so all seriousness uh, aside, what, uh, what is Kyle Whittingham? What is Morgan Scally? You know those two are sitting down thinking, all right, we got a freshman quarterback here. It's a big game. How are we going to mess with this guy? What can we show him that he hasn't seen before and bait him into a couple of big mistakes? Well, I think, I, I mean, just based on the statistics that I told you, there's, there's – there's two things that are going He only has 16 throws inside the red zone. That means the coaches for Arizona State realize that he's not great inside the red zone, so they're going to try and run the ball. I think inside the red zone, there's no question that they are going to load the box and they're going to make him throw the ball in the red zone against the University of Utah. That's, that's if they get there. And then I think the other key to the game, and I think, Everybody talks about third-down conversions, and they talk about, oh, you know, he completes 60% of his passes on third down, but that's usually a result of really the first down play. And so I think, I think what the University of Utah is thinking is if we can play good, sound, fundamental football on first down, cause some completions, cause some confusion for him on first down, so they can't just, you know, get in you know, ahead of the chains type of thing then we're going to have a better chance when he's in third and 10, when he's in third and seven plus to be able to, to be able to make plays. Now, that doesn't mean that he hasn't made those plays. He's done a pretty good job, but the, the real win is on first down. Can you stop their run on first down? Can you stop them from getting a, a high percentage completion on first down and maybe make him go to his second and third reason? I think that's always key with a freshman quarterback. Freshman quarterbacks are usually pretty good because they can go from number one to number two. Freshman quarterbacks are not as good at getting to their number three read and really hurting you. So I think University of Utah will be trying to push him to his second and third reads on first down. And if they can win first down, it puts them in a good situation. Arizona State's a tough team. And Arizona State's a team that has always given the University of Utah problems. Down on Morgan Scally and, and Kyle Whittingham, like really selling that that piece of information right there. Like, this is a team that has given us problems, and we have got to play well this week. This is not a team that you can underestimate. They'll be selling the fact that they're ranked 17th, 18th in the country, and that, you know, they need to be ready to go. And I think it's not going to be hard to motivate them right now. That's what's at stake. And I think, I think you'll see the University of Utah play well this Saturday. So when you were talking about the red zone, you were talking about, you mentioned, if they get there. I hadn't really yeah. thought of ASU not being able to get to the red zone. 
against the Utes. And then you were talking playoffs earlier. Now, I picked the Utes to go 10-2 and at the start of the season. PK's now updated. He thinks 11-1 is in play and as likely as 10-2, and maybe even more likely than 10-2. and So you're talking to two guys who have a pretty high opinion of this team, but think given that, that we don't have a high enough opinion of this team? No, I have a high opinion. I'm not, when I was saying if they get to the red zone, I wasn't saying that they won't score. I, Arizona State feels like a team that can score some points from outside oh, the okay. red zone. Okay, I see what you're getting. Yeah, so, right. so there might be some touch. So I, I'm just saying I don't know how many how many instances there's going to be where they're in the red zone. Okay. So this is a team that's exciting. University of Utah's team plays really, really good, sound, fundamental, man-to-man defense, but we've seen that. Every once in a while, I mean, USC took advantage of that man-to-man defense. And, you know, every single team in the Pac-12 has athletic wide receivers. So I think some of those guys could get away. Do I think Do I think that this team could go 11-1? Do I think they could make a run to the championship? If they play like they've played and if, if Moss can stay healthy and Huntley can stay healthy, yes, absolutely. I think this is a team that could make a run. And, and really make a run even into like a playoff scenario. Now, they're on the outside looking in at that, and there's some things that would have to fall their way for them to get there. But truthfully, when you're, when you're playing in these big conferences, when you're playing in a P5 conference, you have to think to yourself, I want to be playing championship-type football. The, 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 the RPI, the different things that come together for you – some of those things are out of your hands. But if you're playing championship football, that's all that you can do. And then you end up in the Rose Bowl and playing in the Rose Bowl and playing really well and winning the Rose Bowl, then then you say, hey, we've really built on where we were going. We were playing championship football. We feel like we could play everybody in the country. It didn't work out as far as RPI. We slipped up early against USC. But this is a program that's going in the right direction, no question about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. Thank you, Riley. We appreciate it. All right, guys.